Andrews, and uh, I am incarcerated in the Department of Corrections in uh, Southfield, Connecticut, and uh, I'm incarcerated for a felony murder and attempted robbery. I am uh, I'm 54 years old. I had a birthday on the same. I was born in 1968 to a mother and father, and I had a sister, and then an older sister. Um, my father is a was a extremely abusive alcoholic for my entire life, and um, at an early age, I learned to associate. smell of alcohol with pain and upcoming and impending abuse. Uh, needless to say, I'm not a heavy drinker. I'm not really a drinker at all. Um, I started running away at a very young age, 10 years old. And uh, as of 11, I uh get together lived in uh, anyone's home except in the streets. And uh, I found drugs and addiction probably around 12, 13 years old. Uh, I had, a, I guess you could say, an addictive personality, so anything I touched and I found solace in and a, and a way to escape mentally in I went in a place. 
in a 36-hour period of time, a 24-hour period of time. And, uh, um, I can't, have, I, I, I can't say that I, that, that, uh, I, I, uh, know anything about it. Well, I do know it because, well, the same thing that, that everybody else is doing is what they heard. And, uh, that, uh, um, it was, uh, I guess a party taking place where it was drunk being used and drunk being done and drunk being bought and drunk being sold. And the next day there was a, there was, after the smoke clear, there was a body found there. We talked earlier on the phone. You mentioned about the, uh, <clears throat> like the DNA evidence that was found at that place, that none of that matched anything of you. DNA on two 
other people, but not DNA on me. They had cigarette butts with saliva-based DNA. Two other people, or several other people, but none of them were me. <laughs> no witness had seen the crime itself take place that could even, that could say I did it, but yet, <laughs> I was convicted. The jury of my peers found me innocent of first-degree murder when I was charged with first-degree murder, felony murder, and attempted robbery. Attempted robbery is the smallest possible felony that can be used to lock in the crime of felony murder. Felony murder does not is not a charge that stands on its own. It is a charge that is created when a felony is committed in the commission of a murder, which means two charges create the third charge of a felony murder. So without one or the other, without the attempted robbery or without the murder, there is no charge of felony murder, which I was found innocent of first-degree murder by the jury. So in layman's terms, my only charge is attempted robbery. And I've been, and I've already been, and I've already served 20, 14 years, and I have twenty one years left on on my incarceration. That, that's 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 cra- that's crazy. I know, like so when we were talking earlier about it, like, are you able to get like out on good behavior, like or like shorter sentence, like if you do like uh, going to appeal. I'm in the process. I was denied appeal. I'm in the process of, uh, of what's called uh, a commutation, mm-hmm. where where it doesn't have anything to do with, with my with my set with with my charge. It only has to do with my institutional history, and which is for these 14 years, I've only received three institutional tickets or DR disciplinary reports in 14 years. I've gotten numerous certificates for all, all programs available. I've gotten a good work report every 30 to 60 days of my incarceration since the beginning. I've worked nonstop, which I'm still working at this day as we speak. I'm a tier man as of, as of right now, but I'm a professional barber. And that's what I do, even when I'm in the world. I, uh, I, you might say, you might call it, was an exemplary inmate. I'm doing the best that I can to prepare myself for any available opportunities. You know what I'm saying? That, 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 uh, early release can, can be afforded through early, to help me with the early release. But Connecticut is a hard state. Or a hard line on they don't like the one judge doesn't like to go against another judge. So I have to I'm doing all I can right now to raise funds to acquire an attorney. I can be represented. I can be represented. All everything I'm doing now is is it's on my own. You know what I'm saying? I um, did all the paperwork myself. I'm studying in the law library towards the computation and. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, I'm trying to uh, garner green, garner funds to have a to, to apply for a sentence modification or a habeas, whereas I would get myself back in court and get, and gain a new trial. You know, say in order to uh, uh, being kind of gain release that way due to all the inconsistencies in the 
in my game. In my game. But it's hard. It's hard on the level. Um, I have a. Yeah. Um, sorry for yeah, my voice. My sinuses are kind of crazy right now, but um, I just want to make sure I had you correct on that. So the jury found you innocent, and the judge just ruled over that anyway, and convicted no, you. No, 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 no. When you when you go to trial for uh, for a crime. All your all the times that you're charged with have to be seen through to fruition, which means I was charged with attempt. I was charged with murder, murder, felony murder, and attempted robbery. The attempted robbery and the and, and the first degree murder are the only actual crimes. Felony murder is is, is a charge, an enhancement of the two charges that come together. And the, the, the enhancement is felony murder. So even though I was found innocent of the of the first degree murder by the jury, I can still be found guilty of the felony murder due to the charge of attempted robbery because that's what I was charged with when the trial began. Oh, okay. Yeah. If I would have been found innocent of attempted robbery as well as uh, um, uh, first degree murder, then I would have been automatically found innocent of the, of the, of the felony murder because there would have been no charge. Um, All right, uh, what is it? Allow me to allow me to back up a little bit. Okay. At the time of at the time of my uh, arrest, and for the nine for the for the uh, two years and and like nine months. Leading to my trial, I was repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly questioned and asked to turn state's evidence against my co-defendant to cooperate and become a state's witness for my co-defendant. And I would, and I could not do so, and would not do so because I had no knowledge of the crime. We had the Waterbury, Connecticut, had one of the the best prosecutors in the state of Connecticut. His name was Damiani at the time of my, re of my arrest, where the state of Connecticut Supreme Court was, would, would, apply, would, would, um, would um, appoint a prosecutor to handle said, said case, certain cases. He was one of the best and most uh, accomplished and had the highest conviction rate in the state of Connecticut at the time and would not take my case. He would not prosecute my case due to the fact that he knew he could not win it, and they gave it to to um, the prosecutor Mariani, which had history, which had history with me, and that is why I was charged. That I was only charged with with felony murder. I mean, with um, with first degree murder to begin with. He added the charge of attempted robbery, knowing full well that. Those two charges together created a third charge of felony murder, which I could not beat, regardless of if I was found innocent of either one of the other charges. Because attempted robbery is almost impossible to beat because it is, uh, 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 it is, uh, I, I don't know the words you would use, but it is up to the person. That, that it's, it's, it's how they feel a, a crime took place. And there was no witnesses to say that no 
charged with that, it's almost impossible to beat it because it's such a simple charge. And that's what he did to me in order to go around the, the, the double jeopardy rule where you can't be tried for the same crime twice. So he used attempted robbery in order, me to, in order to charge me for one murder two times, and which he did. He charged me with felony murder and murder. So even though I was found innocent by the jury of my peers of murder, innocent, I was still found guilty of felony murder. That is crazy. I was offered 40, I was offered 45 years as a, as a plea deal. I lost trial for felony murder and was only given 35 years. Where does that happen at? Where do they offer you less? Where do they offer you more and when you lose trial, give you less? It's unheard of. You usually have an offer of minimal time of a five-year offer when a charge can carry 20 years. They usually offer you five, 10, maybe 15 years if at most before you're found guilty, then when you're found guilty, you receive the maximum, which would be 20. Maximum in my case, maximum in my case would have been over 80 years. And I was found guilty of it and received 35 years, less than my offer. Where do they do that at? That is some shady shit. Yeah, that's, that's definitely shady. <laughs> <laughs> they do that when you're railroaded. Wow. Yes, and, uh, and it's, it's online. My name is Lawrence Richard Andrews. My inmate number is 166995. I was, I was beaten in the police department and forced to sign a, 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 a somewhat of a confession that says I was there, that said I was there, not that I committed, not that I did it, had any physical activity, had any physical um. Uh, um, contribute, contributed anyway, in any way, shape, or form physically to the crime, but that I was there and I sold these people some drugs and that I left. And at the same place they found the body the next day is where I sold them drugs the day before. And that's what gave me 35 years for a crime I didn't commit. And I have, do you mind if I mention, if I mention my, um, my, uh, GoFundMe? My name? Yeah, if you want to go ahead and mention, that's fine. Okay. Uh, it's called, no, the headline is No DNA Evidence. And it can be, and it can be, it can be found, and it's a picture of my sister and myself, which is my sister, which I'm one year old, and my sister is three. She's sitting behind me, we're sitting down, and she's sitting behind me with her arms around me, and we both have the same outfit on. And it says, no DNA evidence. And she speaks on everything that I just mentioned in this podcast. She speaks on the, on the, on the, on the facts that they have no evidence whatsoever that, that, that can leak this crime to me in any way, shape, or form. But we can't afford a lawyer to help me fight. So we're looking to gain, we're looking to, 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 to get $20,000. You know what I'm saying? Five dollars at a time, one dollar at a time. If anybody could help me, I would greatly appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? In order to, in order to garner my freedom. Now, any like I said, I'm open to any questions you want to ask. I'm, my life's an open book. I have no problem answering anything. Um, what did the other? Well, there was two other gentlemen, right? <laughs> yeah, 
That's that's why I was going to ask you, like, what was their uh, sentences for? Like, so he one got fifteen and the other one got sixty. One got fifteen, one got thirty-five, and one got sixty. Okay, so you're, yeah, so yeah, that's fifteen, thirty-five to sixty. Yeah, it's completely all for the you know possible same all crime. At same, all at the same time. And they and they had evidence against them. <laughs> and, they, and they both had DNA evidence on them. And I had no DNA evidence whatsoever on me. Nothing. Nothing. So how did the... That just don't make sense of like how the one guy got 15 then with having DNA evidence against him. He copped out the first degree sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Look at the first degree sexual assault when there's a murder that took place. Yeah, yeah. With the same victim that was sexually assaulted. And that person never testified against neither I nor the other co-defendant. So it ain't like he made a deal to testify against the two. The other two, you think what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, in exchange for his testimony, for his testimony, did he get a deal? No. How did he do that? What did that happen? At? Do they have like private testimonies where they could do it like in chambers? No, you cannot. No, okay. you cannot. Not at your, not not had not had a trial of this magnitude, though. Okay. Because in, in any state or in any in any state in the in the United States, and that's in our constitution, any 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 victim, I mean any any defendant is is has the right to face their accuser. So if you if you t- now if the person cops out, you know then the, then the accuser doesn't have to take the stand. But anybody that makes a statement in any charge in any crime. The, the the defendant has 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 the has the right to face their accuser. So if you're saying, meaning, if you say, if I say number A, the letter A did such and such to to B, if that goes, if A goes to trial, I have to sit on the stand and point out A and say A did such and such to B, because he has to have his he has to have his day in court and be able to defend himself against me through the cross examination. Now, unless now, if A cops out before trial, then I don't have to. I don't. He doesn't. He doesn't get to. He doesn't get to face me because he's admitting his guilt. 
But if he, if he, since he didn't do it, he has to be able to defend himself against me. Okay. So you have to take the stand. So like I said, there was only one witness in my whole trial. Just one. And you said the uh, prosecutor had history with you, so that was the other times that you had yeah, went to prison. Yeah, yeah, we had we have we have history uh, in, in uh, arguments in, in such and such in courtrooms and you know what I'm saying and words with one another over the over past years because I've come in Waterbury in and out of the court system my whole entire life, and he was a he was a prosecutor in the, in the Waterbury court. Waterbury court. So you think he did this on purpose because he didn't like you? He had to. He definitely did it on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Now, whether he had any animosity towards me or not, I've never been one to accuse anybody of anything that I don't know for sure. Right. So whether he had any, any animosity towards me or not, or held any uh, any grudges against me or not, I can't say that. I'm not going to slander that man. But what I can say is this, is that he charged me with attempted robbery, which is the smallest felony possible. In order to in order to garner the charge of felony murder, to go along with the first degree murder, because it was strictly a murder case. It was just a murder charge. It was just a murder case and a sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Period. He added accepted robbery by the statement that they says I that they say I signed when they said that they were robbing the person for the drugs that I sold them. If I sold somebody a hundred dollars worth of narcotics, right? Mm-hmm. And two other people, and there were two other people present, and they jumped on this one person to steal back a hundred dollars worth of drugs. I already had the hundred dollars cash. Why do I want to share or scramble to get these hundred dollars worth of narcotics from this one person to share with two other people and involve myself in a whole other charge if I already had a hundred dollars that I sold it to them for? What sense does that make? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that don't make sense at all. (laughs) If I already sold it to you, which means I already had the hundred dollars that I sold it to you for, I could just leave and go get me. And and, and, so evidently, I must have had more. If I sold a hundred dollars, evidently, I must have had some more. And even if I didn't have any more, I had a hundred dollars to go buy some more. Mm -hmm. So why not to get involved in that mess? Yeah, it looked like he was just and like kind of stretching and reaching for something to pin pin yeah. on you. And my and my mother had passed. My mother passed away May twelfth, nineteen ninety eight. This crime took place in nineteen ninety nine. I have a hundred. I had a hundred. I was given a hundred thousand dollars insurance when my mother passed away. So I had access to a hundred thousand dollars. So what the heck do I need to rob anybody for a hundred dollars worth of drugs for? And it's all in the newspapers. Mm-hmm. The evidence, the evidentiary, the evidentiary surrounding that I had a that I had a hundred thousand uh, dollar insurance policy. You have one minute left. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very that. interesting. Yeah, it's <laughs> it don't it don't it don't make sense at all. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But that's Waterbury, Connecticut, for you. I'm really sorry to hear that. People incarcerated in Waterbury, Connecticut, for possession of, with no firearm as evidence. Just because one person says, I seen him with a black gun in his hand and is willing to come is willing to go to trial or come to court and say that they've seen a black gun. There's people incarcerated right now around me that have incarcerated for a possession of a firearm with no firearm in evidence. Wow, that 
That's that's crazy. That's Waterbury. That's Waterbury, Connecticut. That's fucked. Yes, that is. Yes, yes sir. And yes, ma'am. <laughs> Okay. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if this podcast is complete. If the podcast is complete or not. Or yeah, that was uh, the <clears throat> end of our conversation with uh, Lawrence Andrews. I'm not sure if he's. Yeah, I don't think it's actually. But he. He. I. I thought he got his point across in this episode. I have to email yeah. him. That's really that's crazy. So there's people around him that he. So knows. he had one bitch ass supposed witness to something, and. This fucking prosecutor guy didn't like him anyway, like had history with whatever. And that got that pinned on him. That's insane. That's insane. And I respect him too because he was like, oh, you know, I don't know if he had any, you know, ill will towards me, but like that's respectable. He's like, you know, I'm not going to slander that man. I will. I'll do it for you. (laughs) Um, Maybe they would call back. Okay. Uh, I didn't know if, if, if we were if we were complete or not. So oh yeah, if you, yeah, we weren't sure because I know you guys have like a what nine forty five limit or something, if I remember correctly. Yeah, well, well, we got we got till ten o'clock. We got till ten o'clock. The phones go off. Okay, okay, that works. Um, yeah, like that's what we were kind of talking about when uh, the phone cut off. Like that's just crazy. Like what you said with people that having you know gun charges with no evidence yeah. of a gun. Yeah. And and by the way. Prosecutor, did he try to do like any of this before with you and the other times you dealt with him? 
to this uh this 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 bat this bout of incarceration here, um I didn't take any snap or crap of nobody. So if I either said something I didn't like or if I you know, or if it was a situation I didn't like, I had no problem verbally addressing it. You know what I'm saying, with the vulgarities and all that. So we had back and forth on that level. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I never I never had him on a on a crime of this magnitude ever. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't have that type of that type of, of, of a risk. It was just I, I wasn't hearing none of his nonsense or allowing him to, to, to say anything or do anything to me in any way, shape, or form. And I guess that's where we butted heads. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And, you know, he, he presided on, on a couple of my friends of mine's uh, uh, cases, and I told him what I felt about him and how I thought he was, and whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Things like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he never tried to like fuck you over with some petty shit, just talking stuff on. That sounds like that. Was yeah, you take my life over some petty shit. You take my life over over misunderstanding from 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 past history. But with a with an attorney, with an attorney that doesn't work for the state, I have a great chance of getting back into court and overturn and and, and overturning this case. you were to win and like get it situated would they get in trouble like everybody involved in the case or would it just be dropped i, I, didn't, I didn't hear you it was, it was breaking up oh sorry um if you did get it situated and like overturned with the people involved like the judge and the attorneys and stuff would they get in trouble for like convicting you i will sue the state i will sue the state of connecticut for wrongful incarceration yes i will got you And that would be and, what so much per per friends, year you served. Three, three friends of mine, three friends of mine served seventeen years for a wrongful incarceration, and they sued the state for four point. And they 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 their checks were four point eight million dollars apiece. At the at the end of at the end of uh their uh their dismissal for a wrongful incarceration, and they committed the crime. The judge made a back made a made a back room deal with a witness to their to their, to their crime and didn't didn't divulge that information to to the defense attorney. That's how they beat that case. They, they did it. They did it, but they made a back a back room deal and didn't divulge that information to to the, to the defense attorney. And that's what's called exculpatory evidence, which is a Brady violation. Because all evidence that the prosecution has, and every which way that they use to obtain it, is supposed to be divulged to the defense, to the defense attorney, so they have a proper, so they can properly defend their client. And they didn't do that, and they found that out seventeen years later. And they used that, and they, like I said, they committed the crime, but they got it overturned because it's exculpatory evidence, and they need to create it, and it, it, it's against the law. 
You can't do that. Everything that the prosecution knows, the defense, the defense has to know. All the evidence that the prosecution has, the defense has to have. All the evidence that the, that the, that the defense has to have, there's no flush. All the evidence... All the evidence that the defense has, the prosecution has to have in order to properly prepare a case. You know, for trial date, and they didn't do that. And you know, and Connecticut does that quite often. It's just you have to stick and stay and fight and dig to find these things. And once you find these things, Connecticut has one of the highest uh, conviction rates in the in the United States, but it also has one of the highest. Uh, ratios of cases being overturned in the United States, also because they're dirty. Yeah, because of this, this the way that they, the way that their judicial system plays in the area of Connecticut is shady. It's, it's because a lot of dudes, a lot of a lot of people don't fight their they don't fight their case to the end. I will fight. My discharge date is March sixth, two thousand forty four. I will fight until March fifth. 2044 at 11:59 p.m. To prove my innocence, I ain't never giving up. Yeah, no, no blame you. I'm not giving up. I've been in and out of the system too much. I'm already here. What I'm? Why would I lay around and just play cards? When I can go to the law library, I can read books, I can read other cases, I can see things that they've done that match up to what they've done to me, and it's called case law. And I can use that case law to fight my case. Mm-hmm. And I'll continue to file motions, and I'll continue to, to, to you know what I'm saying, to attempt to, to defend myself, you know what I'm saying, by myself. But if I, that's why I said, that's why this GoFundMe is so important to me and my family, because with a paid attorney, they can. They have investigators and paralegals to do all the searching that I have to do on my own, and they can get it. And, and, and this is this. Every attorney, everybody that I've spoken to, every attorney that I've spoken to, every every public defender that I've spoken to said the same thing that you said when you started hearing the culmination of, of all these evidence of all these these, these misjustices and and, and and strange goings on with this case. Said the same thing. Oh my God, what the, I can't believe that. Oh God, I can't believe that. I can't, well, if you can't believe that, help me. But they won't do that. But they won't do that either. That, why, why, do they give a reason why they won't? Because, like I said, public defenders do not want to go against yeah. prosecutors nor judges that they work with and under. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, yeah. And risk their their climb, you know what I'm saying? In, in, you know what I'm saying? In the future, to to go from 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 public defender to their own practice, or from public defender to prosecutor, from prosecutor to judge, they don't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to take them chances. They don't and, and fail. So I'm kidding. I mean, instead of doing, you know, you got to play. So you fought, you you and you lost. No, I'm not dealing. I'm not dealing. I'm not doing, giving you no deals. I'm not making any arrangements, which I'm not helping you. I'm not doing nothing for you now. And they don't want to. Risk, they don't want to risk that. But yet, if they win, or should I say, when they win, my my, my wrongful incarceration case, that helps them for, as far as garnering towards private practice and garnering clients. And you say in the future that find out that they helped that they that they've helped someone that was wrongfully incarcerated and they brought. 
have one minute left. Okay, and they, they got them freed. Now they can shoot the fence. That will get them a lot of points. But they don't want to look at it that way. Yeah, like you said, they don't want to take that risk. And, 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 your, and your wife, and your wife, I appreciate this. Thank you very much for giving me this platform. I'm saying to speak my mind and, and, and just let my truth be told. And uh, in the future, you know, just uh, like text me when we can go back and forth. If you need anything, if you need anything from me, or if you can help me, or I'm saying, or if I can help you in any in any way, shape, or form. Okay, thank right. you, man. I like to stay. In, I like to stay in touch. All right, thank you. Uh, thank you very much, and have a good night. All right, you too. Okay, so yeah, we weren't. We didn't know if he'd be able to call back. I thought their phone shut off at nine forty-five, <laughs> but it kind of like the whole public defender thing. Like, like he said, you know, that's the reason why they don't want to risk it. But like, they would be a fucking legend if they won. Well, like what he said, which yeah. I feel like there's good. They, there's a good chance that somebody could win. You got to find somebody ballsy enough to stick their neck out, though. Like he said they don't want to do it to people they work with because they can't get turned apart. But if they win, which he said, you know, with his case. Which I totally understand, but, like, quit being pussy and fucking stand up for what's right. Like, you got to stick your neck out for what's <sighs> right because right is right and wrong is wrong. And just because you want to keep your career and all this shit. Like, you got into the wrong career if you're not doing it for the right reasons. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Sorry, but this this has me, like, amped. Like, this pisses me off. I hate dirty shit like that. Yeah, he had called me earlier uh, tonight, and we kind of went over what he was wanting to go over and stuff. And, you know, like, his case is interesting. Like, I read the articles and stuff that he had mentioned. I think there's a case file, if I'm not mistaken, as well. And it was interesting because, like I said, even that article, which... They tried to play it off like, you know, he was a part of it, but like I said, the way he said is that the only person took off, and they don't know exactly what. If they have DNA from two other people and not him, like, if he was a part of it, you would think, like, there would be something, something there of him, hair, you know, some kind of DNA. That's crazy, though, 15, 35, and 60. That's a big big gap between all of them. Exactly. Yeah, that's very... Very interesting case. Very interesting story. Look it Cause up. Because <laughs> I kind of wonder, like, he was talking about, you know, his childhood with all the this mental disorders and stuff. Yeah, being on your own since 11, dude. Like, I know a lot of people go through it, and, and like, it is a very big thing, but, like, wow. Mm-hmm. And then getting That's being on the street, with. living wherever you could at a young age. And you have to, like, go in survival mode and, like, putting your brain in survival mode at that age where you're not fully developed yet and, you know, putting your brain in that state of trauma all the time to, like, just survive, literally survive. Mm-hmm. That's awful. Which is weird. I know he said he's, what, 54? He don't, he don't sound like he's, you know what I mean? He's 54? Yeah, he's born 68. He just turned 54. What? <laughs> so... Nothing well, wrong with that. I just didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, 54 years. Like, you don't sound like, he, you know what I mean? Like, you don't sound. Like, and he already served 14. So he wouldn't get out until, he said, 40. 2045. Yeah, 2045. So 23 more years. So I would put him over, what, 77? 77 years old. That's right. I hope he gets time. out. I'm rooting for this dude. I hope he's not lying. That's a long I'm very distrustful of stuff, but it's well the, from what I know of it right now, from what he says. Well, like he said, you can find I hope the, he gets you out. can find it all. I hope he gets. So out. There, if there's, you know, I, like I said, I've read the information online. 
you know, things. I know you always have the inmates, you know, say, you know, I'm, you know, innocent, but there is a lot of. I don't mean to say this like in that. like a vulgar way or anything, but I feel like I, I can say it because <laughs> yeah. I've been there. But like, I feel like they're probably just trying to pin it. Because he was a drug dealer and like, you know, just like, oh, let's just put it on this crackhead. It's all right. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess you. I hate that. Like what he said, he was at that place selling drugs, but. Like he may have been doing a which, bad thing, but, it, you know, shit happens. It does sound. He like, didn't kill nobody. It does sound like the prosecutor. It seems like when they butted heads, the prosecutor was out to get him. And he was somewhat tied into this by just being in that building area. And then the prosecutor's like, well, this is my way of getting him back for button heads with me before. So that seems like what it pinpointed down to is my, from my understanding. Is that what you gathered from it? Yeah. That, he, that was the past history is him button heads and telling him like it was and probably upset that guy. Nobody likes anybody that opens their mouth and gives an honest opinion. Everybody hates those type of people. And it's bullshit because those are the best type of people that are going to be honest. And not take any shit from you just because of your position. Like, yeah, he was in a position to fuck him over. And he was still like, you know what? I'm going to say what I need to say to this guy anyway. Because I'm going to speak my truth. And that guy ends up fucking him over. Like, right, later on. You got tiny weenie energy, buddy. You need to not be a prosecutor if you're going to be like that. You see it a lot, though. Because, like he said, a lot of cases that end up being you know, wrongly convicted of and stuff that a lot of prosecutors will not. And he said Connecticut has, like, the highest conviction rate, but also the highest over... That should fucking tell you something. They are some dirty motherfuckers. And it, it happens in a lot of states. People don't realize Oh, I know. That. It does. There's dirty people everywhere, but oh, I hate that shit. It gets me riled up. I can't stand dirty motherfuckers. Like that. Like, you're literally ruining somebody's life, putting them down for some serious shit. Putting them in prison, and like what we just because you're a bitch. <laughs> like what we've talked with other people though too. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing of like they're not rehabilitating anybody, so you're just they're just putting them in and just hoping people forget about them. They're not looking, you know, for their future. Which he like if he's in there until you know the time he gets out, he might not even be alive then. That's what I'm seventy-seven saying. A lot years of people old. Don't live that long. <laughs> seventy-seven years old in a prison. I mean, I hope he does good vibes to him and all that. I hope you do live that long. That's what I'm saying. But I hope you're out well before then, too. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, though, with him being, you know, 54. He don't have that, like, you know know what I mean? He seems like he's got a young spirit. Yeah, that's what what I mean. Like, you could tell he's, you know, an older person, but he's still got that, I guess you could say that fight in him. Yeah. He's not gave up on, you know. He's a little spicy. (laughs) Yeah, which is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's what's going to keep him going. There's people I know, you know, around my age, a little bit older, that just, like, give up on life and just, like, eh. And you could tell that he's still out there trying to get what he can get, which I will share the GoFundMe. Yeah, share the, the GoFundMe. Uh, Even if you donate a dollar, like, we should donate a dollar or something. Whatever we yeah, I can fa- spare. I found it on there, so I looked it up when he was yeah, talking Yeah, we'll share it. it. Maybe share it with a picture of him or something. It's, or... It's, it is a picture where he said he was one-year-old and his sister's three. Well, I know that's on there, but I mean, like, we post a separate thing saying go, uh, go share yeah, it. Of, yeah. Like, what he looks like now or something. Just to, just for funsies. <laughs> all right, but uh, I guess that's all we got for this. Yeah. Uh, I hope you all enjoy it. And um, like I said, like he said, I will keep in contact with him. Um, 
We'll give updates when stuff yeah, if happens. We, if, we if, he, anything, if he gives permission, though, we ain't gonna share nothing without his permission. Yeah, if he wants us to update people, like we might have him later on, you know, or you know, I can just update through his message. But uh, we thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.